0: This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Welcome to Dental All-Stars. I'm Eric Vickery, Lead Mastery Coach at All-Star Dental Academy and President of Vickery Coaching. And I'm so excited to interview our guest today, Dr. Troy Walton. Dr. Walton practices in Northern Utah. He met his wife, Nicole, at Utah State University, where he began his collegiate education. Uh, he continued his education at the creighton university school of dentistry in omaha nebraska and graduated in 2005. after graduating and working for a year as an associate he started his practice from scratch in 2006. that's a quick turnaround that's really good he discovered all star dental academy in 2017 and loves using all-star dental academy in his practice and his daily life dr walton believes in lifelong learning and strives to stay abreast in the latest dental advances he maintains membership in the American Dental Association and Academy of General Dentistry. Through his continued learning, he has taken special interest in TMD and airway dentistry, and has successfully treated hundreds of patients. So welcome, Dr. Walton. I've, you know, as you know, we've been talking and I've been very interested in airway dentistry, and I really wanted to get your insights to help, you know, dentists out with not only understanding this, but how to implement this in your practice. So. Why don't we just jump right in and tell us what is airway-driven dentistry? What
1: does that mean? Airway-driven dentistry is focused on treating and developing underdeveloped airways in children and adults, which makes other dental treatment often more forward, straightforward and easy. Um, mm. If uh, In order to really gain a really good understanding of airway-driven dentistry, we need to understand the cause. And a lot of times, uh, well, the main cause is epigenetics, and epigenetics is the how the environment influences our genes. So, in an ideal situation, we have a genetic blueprint, and under ideal conditions, we grow to be our best self. Mm-hmm. Um, and under uh, under non-ideal situations, it, it, we don't. Mm. And so, for example, if we if we look at uh, like our ancestors 400 years ago, the uh, they had straight teeth, they had all their teeth, and they didn't have cavities. <laughs> and it's like, why? And um, they, some of the answers go into how they ate, how they, how they developed. And so starting with babies, they only could feed their babies one way. Yeah, they had breastfeed babies. Yeah. And that in, in, introduced specific forces on Facial development and uh, also the food they ate they had to chew their food a lot to eat they didn't have any processed foods mm. so those two main forces uh, stimulated proper facial development like an outward downward and yeah. forward facial development away from the airway so today um, when within the, the dawn of industrialization we had a lot of advances but some of those advances uh, hindered our growth and development. So number one, um, mothers started going away from breastfeeding and uh, the uses of pacifiers and bottles um, came became common practice. And, and uh, I know there's a trend going back towards breastfeeding. And, and every, every mother has their decision, and, and they have that right to choose. Um, so the uh, and, and also the with industrialization we have processed foods some it's way easier to eat food and chew and swallow so uh we have a lack of muscle development in our tongue and chewing muscles which um hinders our growth and development yeah so that's yeah. that's a that's a big cause so i have a really great example yeah of my daughter my daughter is a great example so okay she um, she was breastfed for about a year, and uh, she ate what we ate. However, we used process we used process a, a food processor mm-hmm. to grind up the food to make it nice and soft and, and stuff like that. So the uh, another thing is she loved her pacifier. Mm. We she just had to have that pacifier all the time, and. To the point, like when she was three years old, we uh, were like, "We need to get rid of that pacifier," and mm-hmm. we tried all sorts of things—cutting it, putting stuff on it. Nothing worked.
0: A little bit of salsa here or there.
1: <laughs> yeah, a little bit of salsa, and um, <laughs> the the thing that really we finally decided to get the Binky Fairy involved, and we put the, we, we put our pacifier in the mailbox and the binky fairy delivers oh my gosh that's awesome and we had success finally we got rid of the pacifier um however along the way uh like when she was two years old she she's always been our smallest child she had, she's small she has a small face everything is just small about her and um she she had like swollen wrists and and When she was two years old we discovered that she had arthritis juvenile idiopathic arthritis Mm. and we we would take her to the doctor and and, um, we tried all sorts of medications and nothing seemed to work permanently like we switched from medication to medication to medication and when and then also she was she was a grinder she she would like grind her teeth and um, when i was in dental Mm. school I was we were told oh they just grow grow out of grinding and uh, when i started learning more and more about airway childhood dentistry i'm like i need to treat my daughter hmm. and so i i did i i got there learned learned what i need to and then got started treating her so right before i started treating her i got I tested her sleep she never complained about her sleep or anything but i tested her sleep and i i used a high resolution pulse oximeter, and discovered that she was like getting like having 15 interruptions an hour in her sleep Mm -hmm. which is really significant for a child and um so i also did a ct scan so we could compare before and afters so after about two years of treatment of developing her face um she uh like the medications like she I uh, like, like their her rheumatoid, uh, sorry, her uh, not rheumatoid doctors, but the name skips me. Her, For her arthritis that she was taking? Her, yeah, the, the autoimmune, do, autoimmune doctors were like, uh, uh, the, the medicine started working. Like They switched her to one and it started working. So uh, anyway, I, I tested her slip at the end, and um, uh, her her interruptions were down to one and um, wow. so it was a significant improvement and her, her skeletal profile is so much better her mm. her face was so much more full and in fact i de- 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 developed her to a point where she um had really big spaces between her teeth so now she's in braces to try and close those spaces sure but, but try to maintain the growth that we had and i forgot to mention that i started treating her when she was about 11. so from oh, okay. 11 to 13 got gotcha. 11 to 13 she um we started treating.
0: Would you say that's late for, or does it matter? Like that's just a normal age, or just whenever you catch it.
1: Um, obviously, if you if you can catch it earlier, the better, because okay. you gain that growth potential, and you can guide use it, it, it guide yeah. Properly. You use it to your advantage. However, yeah. there is no age limit. Yeah. To use uh, use this technology and these techniques. Yeah. So. And,
0: and so now, when you mentioned her arthritis, are you saying that this treatment
1: also helped her arthritis, or? So, there's no scientific evidence associating with, like, sleep disorder breathing with arthritis, mm-hmm. but I'd like to think that i played a part in that. Okay, that's awesome. So, there's no scientific evidence, but there, there there's lots of other things that are associated
0: with bad sleep or sure bad breathing sure. or but, just oxygen intake, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. so if I'm understanding correctly, did you use like a, a palatal expander or something? Is that what? You yeah, use? I mean, and, but
1: it looks like it is a, a palatal expander, like yeah. slow palate expansion. Like yeah. the, the idea of rapid palate expansion is is not airway driven dentistry. Yeah, but it, I mean, it does help. Yeah. So
0: slow. So you're using the body's growth for a child, adolescence, right? To use that to your advantage with the expansion and then ortho afterwards. Now, do you do ortho yourself or or is she going to the orthodontist at that point?
1: She's going to the orthodontist. I gotcha. Okay.
0: So when we say what is airway driven dentistry, you're talking about skeletal changes, not a appliance that you put in someone's mouth to adjust their jaw so they breathe differently or or is it both or
1: that's a good question so (laughs) so like if somebody has sleep apnea you can use a mandibular advancement device okay but we're going to use a twist we're going to incorporate some of those same characteristics to grow like a palate expander with uh mandibular advancement. so we we develop the facial skeleton to uh create a better airway and, and at the same time we're managing the airway with the mandibular advancement device
0: so it could be both then yeah gotcha gotcha and that could be adult or children yeah okay well
1: with it with a child you don't really want to use
0: you're just going to let them grow you're going to use the 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 growth and the expansion okay but adults yeah. you could use an appliance to help with sleep apnea and things like that correct Correct. I gotcha. Okay. So really the, the poor, you know, airway, um, you know, someone laying their mouth breathing or whatever it is, uh, it has all kinds of other health implications is what you're also saying. Right. Right. What are you seeing as like people coming with this ailment and then you're associating that with airway? I mean, is there other things besides this? Like now that you've been doing <laughs> it for a
1: while? Yeah. 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 That goes on, uh, goes on to like our next question. Um, so airway problems, a lot yeah. of uh, like, we see people with compromised airways. So somebody that has a compromised airway has a decreased ability to breathe through their nose uh, sometimes, or um, we often will do like a CT scan when they're awake and we have no idea what's happening when they're asleep, if their tongue's falling back in the airway or, or whatever. So, so airway, so a lot of the problems, I mean, a short list could be like sinus problems, allergies, emotional well-being, like anxiety or depression, ADD, ADHD, TMJ problems, upper area resistance syndrome, sleep at, obstructive sleep apnea. And then obstructive sleep apnea, is it directly associated with some of the big, big uh, health problems that we face wow. in the United States, like diabetes, heart disease, stroke, heart attack, So
0: almost like periodontal disease, too, you know, there's just so much systemic connection in all of this. And I'm sure there's, uh, you know, uh, obviously TMJ plays a huge role in this, I would think. And, And then you mentioned one that struck a chord with me, which was like the allergy thing to me that that like if someone has seasonal allergies, that should be like a huge red flag to what's going on and the potential for an airway issue. Right. Yeah. So do you screen your patients then when they come in? Do you ask them things like like this? You know, Do you have seasonal allergies? Like, it seems like it's off the beaten path, but do you now go through the, a series of questions
1: for them? You know, it's just in my health history. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, like uh, now when I look at my health history, it means more to me. Um, yeah. like, I can associate a lot of things from their health history to and I can look in their mouth and say, oh, you're underdeveloped, and then I can make a connection with with the patient and and we can have a conversation yeah yeah and perhaps pursue
0: yeah has there been some sort of like crazy turnaround in someone's health where they came in with something on their health history you treat i mean obviously your daughter but you treated them with the airway and now that other ailment that seems to be not even associated is now gone like they don't have allergies anymore or whatever like do you have a um, an example of that that yeah i have an
1: example um so i had a patient come in and um I, I didn't look at her medical history. I just looked in her mouth and I, and I saw, hey, you're, you're a little bit underdeveloped. And I, I just started asking some questions about sleep. Yeah. And she reported that she had nightmares and she, she's an mm-hmm. adult. She's, she's a little in her 30s, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe late 20s. And um, so she um, was like, yeah. And then i i suggested we screen her sleep with a pulse oximeter i didn't have a home sleep test unit at the time gotcha and and we screened it and, the, and there were some there were some interruptions in her sleep or what they call arousals in their sleep and um we i said hey you might have some issues and she took it a step further i went to her primary care physician and she had a polysomnograph and she got a diagnosis of sleep apnea hmm. and uh she I, if I, I forgot to mention she was pregnant with twins when we were having this conversation oh wow so right after she had her twins she had the polysomnograph done and um she decided to start treatment with this airway driven approach so we got her in a biomimetic oral appliance therapy and um a mandular advancement component as well so Uh, within a short period of time, her nightmares were gone and, um, we treated her for about 18 months and created really, great facial development. And we tested her sleep again and her arousals were, Oh, I, I gotta add this. When we tested her sleep again, I mean, 18 months of treatment, her twins were, did I say twins before? Yeah. Yeah, she had twins. They were both yeah. teething when when she did this sleep test before uh, again. So she, it wasn't ideal sleeping conditions. Gotcha. And her sleep, her sleep was great. Yeah. She had no signs of sleep apnea. Wow. So Even with twins screaming in the middle of the night,
0: she still got a good night's sleep, huh? Well, as good as you can get with screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you on that one. Uh, that's awesome. But well, look, obviously... You know, when you see results like this, it helps you be passionate about what you're doing. So, has it, has it given you some? Are you like, you know, energized with dentistry? Like, it's giving you more passion? How is it? How is it um,
1: for you personally? You know, it, it kind of adds a whole new dimension to to what I do. Um, like the ability to help somebody with their smile. I mean, there's some satisfaction to that, or just just maintain health and Mm -hmm. in somebody's mouth, but the ability to actually improve their health just beyond their mouth is incredible. And, and it's really, it's really great.
0: Yeah, no, I can hear it in your voice. When you talk about it and the results you get, are patients raving about it? Like, do they talk about it? Are they doing reviews?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, they, they, they do rave about it, and spe- specifically that one that I just uh, finished treating. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, I tell everybody about this. And she uh, she loves it. Um, That's great. She, her life is, her life, in fact, <laughs> it's funny. She was just going through and getting a life insurance policy. And she had the diagnosis of sleep apnea. Mm. And so that, of course, increased her premiums. And her doctor took off her diagnosis. And so it influenced her premium as well. So. So she no longer
0: has sleep apnea and therefore yeah. it's helping the bottom line. Well, good for her. That's awesome. So yeah. and obviously there's a, we've been talking about this, a correlation, you know, with how you take airway driven dentistry and you, you know, put it in a general practice, but how does it relate to, you know, how do other specialists see it? How does it relate in the big picture of treatment planning? Um, you know, I'm. I'm a. Let's say I'm a dentist, and I'm wondering how do I how do I make this work in my practice, and how does it relate to everything else I treatment plan with other specialties and everything.
1: Well, let's talk about how it influences all the specialties and general dentistry, yeah. real okay. quick. Okay. So, um, so like with general, a lot of the uh, uh, like airway, a compromised airway, when we go to sleep, a common response that our bodies have if there's a restriction or obstruction when we're breathing and trying to sleep is clenching grinding Mm -hmm. and the act of bruxism influences almost every single specialty starting with general dentistry uh, i mean the restorations we place in teeth and the longevity of restorations and the longevity of teeth are influenced if they are clenchers and grinders and also the complications with tmj problems um and periodontics uh if somebody has periodontal disease to begin with and they're uh, they have some obstructions it can turn into secondary inclusive trauma which could compromise the teeth and they could lose them mm. and uh and also uh recession i mean there, are clenching and grinding and bruxing influences recession and can progress that as well endodontics uh if you if you're a bruxer and uh uh, we, all dentists know that if you put a filling in, if it's a little bit high on a Bruxer or a Clencher, they're going to be back in your office and it could result in, into like irreversible vitis and endodontic treatment. So, um, ortho, the, uh, the idea of an underdeveloped face, I mean, almost everybody needs braces. Mm. And, uh, with, with that need, we also see a more, prominence of class 2 malocclusions so if we can guide growth and development we can we can avoid some of these things that can that cause compromised airways oral surgery uh i mean the potential is there if we catch a, a kid young enough we can develop their face so they have room for their third molars mm. and they don't need to have extractions like everybody oh wow i didn't even think so, of that so in fact i have a, i have a story of uh <laughs> Uh, somebody I was treating, I have, one of my hygienists works in another office, and um, she was treat, treating this patient, doing an exam and cleaning, well, not the exam, but the cleaning, and she noticed that her arches were just, like, awesome, they're just so full and developed, and she's like, wow, that's awesome, she's familiar with airway driven dentistry, and she's like, we get these results a lot with, um, with some things that we do in our office too. And then she mentioned it to her dad and he's like, yeah, do you know Troy Walton? And it's, it's kind of funny. He's like, he's treating her. Wow. So It was, it was, it was kind of crazy. That's yeah. good. That's good.
0: Well, that, I mean, that's what I'm thinking about here. I mean, obviously, you know, if an oral surgeon's listening to this, <laughs> you know, we're, we're maybe affecting their business with wisdom teeth extractions, but I get, I get the health side of it. Do and then I'm thinking orthodontists, you know, how do they envision you doing palate expansion? And and so how do you get these specialists on board with the treatment plan and the vision
1: of, of this? So um, if I, like, let's say I, I take a teenager and I'm like, you know, we can develop your airway and sometimes we can avoid the need of braces. sometimes but uh sometimes we still need that so you get them developed and you just kind of let let them let their muscles and 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 the appliance just kind of take the teeth where they're going to be and sometimes that's good enough for the patient which yeah it might hurt the orthodontist a little bit but sometimes they're like I know I'm perfectly straight and so then you send them over or you could even do like um, at that point, clear aligners, a lot of times, are, just, are, are enough to just straighten, sure. out, straighten out
0: the teeth. Well, and that's what I was going to ask you. Do you do Invisalign in your practice or something like that? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. And yeah, if, so if it's just, simple enough, you I can know. do that. I got yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. It, it right. creates a, a complex situation and unravels yeah. the teeth and makes yeah. it simple. So you can yeah. use something simple like a clear aligner.
0: I would think at some point you would almost want referrals from the orthodontist and you'd want to work closely with them. Is, do you see that happening or is there still some, some friction in that relationship?
1: Oh, there's friction. I mean, yeah. uh, but uh, I, I try to, in fact, I try to reach out to orthodontists and yeah. sometimes they'll send over a referral to extract teeth. And I'm like, Hey, you know what? Maybe we could do this. And it's made some friction, of course, Sure, but, but at least it, um brings some awareness and and not all orthodontists are trained yeah in airways yeah. oh so, yeah. no
0: absolutely yeah i would i would i would think there would be a, a, a some diversity there in, in just how they even believe the treatment plan so yeah i, I get that
1: so yeah you, you can create some enemies in the process but i mean <laughs> the end goal
0: is helping the patient right well yeah, I mean in the end it's it's what you believe is going to be best for care for the patient absolutely. So speaking of that, you know, I always think in terms of, all right, someone's listening to this, how can they benefit from listening to this this interview? And how can they how easily can they implement this in their practice, right? Or how complicated is it to implement this sort of system in your practice? So maybe give us a, a quick I guess promotion for why someone would want to have Uh, airway dentistry in their practice, or maybe referring to someone who does in their town, whatever. But how easy or complicated is it for me to all of a sudden say, all right, I'm passionate about this. I want to put it in my practice.
1: Um, I mean, there's a lot of learning that's involved Mm -hmm. uh, to, to be able to apply this in your practice. And it's almost like, I guess you could compare it to like getting a master's or something like that. Mm -hmm. Dentistry or even like a specialty almost, I mean, you put a lot of time learning more about airway driven dentistry. So the, there is some, that, that requirement, but the implementation, it is challenging to get the whole team on board and get them up to speed. There are some hurdles there. Um, Like, like financially. uh, Yeah. It's about the same. Like uh, I, I try to keep it about the same as uh, the price of braces in the area that the that, you, that you're working in. Mm-hmm. So, so it's on par with like orthodontic treatment, like a full case of orthodontic treatment.
0: So you're not having to maybe bill uh, medical, or are, are you billing medical for some of it?
1: I can, I tried to bill medical as much as possible, so I don't use up their orthodontic coverage.
0: Yeah, yeah. gotcha. Gotcha. So you must have had to learn how to implement medical billing in your practice
1: then. Yes. And that is, there are some hurdles with that. And I, I initially started having my receptionist or my insurance people do the medical side of it. And it was just so time consuming. It took away from their job Mm -hmm. of doing dental. And so I actually just hired a a medical billing company and they Mm -hmm. do a lot of the, verification of benefits and the pre-authorizations. We, we of course give them the information and then they, they do all that work.
0: So you're outsourcing
1: the the medical then, and what company are you using? I use Imagine Billing, or I think they changed their, their name to DevDent. There are several out there. So There's you
0: said, I, I want to make sure, you said Imagine Billing, but they changed their name to what? DevDent. Dev. D V D N T. Dent, okay, cool, yeah. all right. And then equipment, is there a lot of equipment to buy?
1: Uh, it's really important to see the airway. Uh, so I, I uh, CT scan is, has a large field of view. So you can see. Um, yeah. Grade down, if you can get down to the third vertebrae, um, like the CT scan I have is 17 by 20, if that means any 17 centimeters by 20 centimeters. So I, I can see a lot.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm just curious. Do you do
1: implant surgeries? I've never gotten into implants. I I've just been okay passionate about learning about airways.
0: Yeah. It's just because you hear you course. hear the same sort of thing in the CT scan, you know, equipment side of things. So maybe if someone already has, you know, CT scan in their office for for that views enough for for doing implants, they could also add this pretty easily because they already have that equipment. Does That make sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: it, the, usually when they when it's like um, they they buy a CT scan, they often don't have a large enough field of view. Yeah, so it's almost they have to upgrade to get that the airway if you're the field of view. Gotcha. So, so if you're
0: if you're out there listening, you're thinking about buying a CT scan, it'd be a good idea to make sure you get one that has a big enough view, right? Yeah. I try to tell doctors that all the time. Don't limit yourself. You never know what you're going to be doing down the line. All right, good. What you mentioned earlier, uh, like a home test or something they take home yeah. with them
1: or something. Tell me about home sleep that sleep test unit. Yeah, that, that's another great tool to have. Um, you can. Every state is different, but uh, if if your state allows, you can you can do home sleep test units. And my state gratefully allows me to do it, so <laughs> it is one less hurdle I have to go through um, to get them tested. But yes. I do, I mean, I don't read, I don't read the sleep test. I send it to a, a, a sleep physician. They read it and give the diagnosis so that we can move forward. Gotcha. With treatment. Okay. And of course, of course I have to pick my cases carefully. If they have severe sleep apnea, they need a CPAP. There's just no way around. They go to sleep it. Yeah. I
0: gotcha. Now. So I want to insert here, if you're listening but probably the first thing you got to do is check with your state and see what are your limitations before you jump into this, because my guess is it's a lot easier for you to hand someone a sleep test unit than it is to then refer to them to a sleep study center, right? It, I
1: mean, it is another hurdle. And so it's easier for the patient. Patient's like easy, right? Compliance. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. How
0: has this affected your schedule? Like you know obviously doctors who are listening to this they they do do things like scheduling a goal you know they they see so many patients a day they want to hit that goal they want to get people healthy but they also need to run their small business so or large business so how has it affected your schedule i mean like with i i hear doctors are starting ortho and they're just seeing so many more patients and it's just changes things so is this you know hand hand picked is this you know a productive thing tell me about it that way
1: you know it it's been an interesting journey to to find the right way to to do this because you see people and you'll be like you're underdeveloped we need to talk Mm. and uh sometimes uh i think i was a little bit overbearing and excited to share (laughs) and uh um it wasn't it wasn't great for my patients but but uh Anyway, so you find that balance. Now I compare their their um, medical history with the con- the conditions that I see in their mouth, and we make some connections. And then we have a conversation. If they're interested, I schedule a different time to um, talk about it more in detail. And we, we I call it a records point where we screen. We do like a CT scan and, and just see if I can help them, see if they're a candidate, and if they're. If, and if they're interested in treatment. so.
0: And then once that happens and you have them back, I'm, I'm assuming for like an impression or you do a consultation or do you do like, and, and so how does
1: that, is that the flow of it? Yeah, that's flow. Yeah. Like, like if they want to move forward with the treatment, then there's an impression. And I usually will say half down before we send it to the lab or, mm-hmm. or something like that. So I have a commitment, financial commitment on their end.
0: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you, you said the word financial commitment. All right. So yeah. you know, as a, as a business owner, I'm a dentist. Let's say I'm a dentist. I'm a business owner. I'm thinking about investing in this. Maybe I don't have a CT scan, uh, but I'm passionate about helping people. And I, I, I really have a connection to airway dentistry. And I think that would be a good way for me to go. How, would you say this has been a positive financial um, situation for your business? Has it, has it been a plus for you?
1: Yeah, I w- just before this call. I was looking through um, the number of cases I started, like um, a year ago, this month, and and uh, I started about five cases, and um, about a year ago, and and this this last month I started about five. So it's just been like five a month for me. Okay, I mean just talking Perfect. to patients, and so so it's not like overwhelming, but but yeah. I mean your own patient base. Yeah. is there's so many patients in your own patient base that you can mm-hmm. see and help and treat. So, so while
0: you're, you're searching through your acres of diamonds in your own practice, my, my mind is saying, okay, now I can take time in, in marketing this, whether it's you know SEO or on my website, or it's through other general dentists who don't do this that can also learn about it and refer to you like that's a part that you can grow I mean for our TMD TMJ dentists out there you know it's like having a practice within a practice and
1: mm-hmm. you,
0: you know so for those that are listening you know, think in terms of I'll have access to people right away that I can treat while I grow and educate those out here to bring external referrals that'll just come in for airway but then they'll go back to their dentist and things like that is that that's something you've thought about doing? Or are you just focused on, hey, these are my patients. I'm just going to take care of my patients and and just keep it small.
1: You know, um, I haven't really reached out to dentists that much, but uh, other healthcare providers I have. There you go. Okay. Um, I understand. Yeah. So so like if you start, for example, if you start treating somebody that's your own patient and they have a primary care physician and you start treating them and you inform the primary care physician and you're, I'm treating your patient and this is why. And, and then after you get done treating, you send them another letter and say, hey, this is what we did. Nice. And I'm like, hey. Results. So then, so then, I mean, your network is not just dentists, but in, in fact a, a better resource would be those that are in the trenches dealing with sleep apnea every day. Yeah. Beautiful. So. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So what's
0: something you would say to a, a dentist who's listening right now no matter what age they are, you know, oh, I'm too old to start doing something new or whatever, or I'm too young, I'm still trying to figure this out. Like, what would you say to someone listening to say, if you think you're passionate about helping people in this way, here's here's where you can go start, or here's how long it takes, or encourage them to get into this?
1: Um, there are a lot of, uh, well, not a lot, but there's a few companies out there. Market, uh, Airway Driven Dentistry. Okay i'm not familiar with all of them but the one i learned from and got trained from is vivos therapeutics and say it again for me vivos therapeutics and you can go to their website at vivoslife.com and um, they have uh, some uh, clicks or places to click if you want to find out more information and would you say
0: start to finish how long of a process was it for you to okay i started learning about it and then i had my first case what would you say
1: you know, Vivos Therapeutics has done a great job preparing dentists and they have this team of people that will help you along the whole way so that from from clinical to practice management. Wow, that's good. And so so they have a series of courses uh, and um, they call them blocks. They have four main blocks where you learn the material and it's, usually, it's like. It's like you could call it a residency like hmm. four like a mini residency four two-day blocks of information and at the end of that um if you're confident enough you can jump right in and you'll have uh, people holding your hand along the way that's great for example i in, in vivos uh i've done enough cases that they want me to actually help other people uh, help mentor. other dentists get started so i kind of mentor yeah other people as they all the other dentists are getting started and that's um, great so there's cool. a lot of help
0: yeah yeah and, and i'm thinking and oh i can hear you um if you can hear me we're still going so okay <laughs> we're back live <laughs> okay. So, okay the the thing that i would say too you mentioned something earlier is you you were so excited that your patient was a little taken aback or maybe felt overwhelmed or whatever it is so obviously your verbal skills on case acceptance in this are going to be a key factor in if I go through all this, I invest the money, I invest the time and energy, but I don't have the right verbal skills to help the patient understand why this is important, what the concerns are, what it's doing for them, how it's affecting their health. They're not going to move forward. And so be sure that again, for those that are listening to this, that you're getting training from someone on how to present to your patients. It's not about presenting palate expanders. It's about presenting the concerns with their health. Here's what I'm seeing in your mouth. I'm guessing that affects you somehow here, here, and here. How concerned are you with making sure that you live a long, healthy life without these ailments affecting you in other ways? Would you like to know a way how we can help you stop that? Like those are the types of skills that you gotta work on and be able to explain to patients. And I'm assuming Dr. Walton, you've gotten better and better at this
1: over time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I used to talk to, you know, how I told, told you about yeah. the whole history of epigenetics. I would yeah. take 20 minutes to talk to a patient. They don't care.
0: <laughs> they just want to know. You say, you say, I don't even know that word, epigenetics, and everybody goes, oh, okay. <laughs> you lost me yeah. in epigen- Yeah. Yeah, you got to know how to talk to them, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So you just so- got to... You know, yeah, you gotta connect with them. And so what I would say is if you if you guys that are listening want help with case acceptance in this regard, maybe you're doing this but you're not getting the results you want. Obviously All Star can help you with that. If you're interested, you could send an email to Heather at dot We're here to help you with case acceptance. But get a mentor, like Dr. Walt said he's practicing, you know, he's helping those that are just, just starting to practice this. You gotta have someone to bounce these ideas off of. I mean, I'm assuming you agree with that, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally.
0: Absolutely. All-star is awesome for that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, and I think being a mentor is helping you learn how to do it better too. Yeah. 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 When, when you're ready to learn, the teacher appears, there's that one, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So there's people out there, obviously, uh, Vivos, that's great. All-star is here to help on the other side of things. You have mentors, uh, like Dr. Walton, who will will help you get through this and navigate this. So, I think this has been a great uh, talk. Do you feel like we covered everything we should have today for for those that are out there listening, considering this?
1: Yeah, I think it's a good introductory to if if people want to know information. I think it's it's a good start.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I really appreciate you sitting down and taking the time with us to just to share your passion for this. It's been really good. And and for those that are listening, thank you for joining us and you know really just taking the time to invest in yourself. So. Obviously if you if you like uh, the Dental All-Stars podcast please you know subscribe to it share it this with your friends you can put it on social media and we really appreciate it. So until next time go out there and be an All-Star.
1: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at
0: allstardentalacademy.com.